This is the Iowa Beer Podcast. <laughs> a lot of people don't realize how it's young black businessmen down here. No limit doing what we're doing. But they do understand we're making a lot of money. I got it made. Plus I get paid and paid. You wanted no limit? So I brought the brigade. I'm true to the game. So I'm draped in tax. The most valuable player. Because of my stats. All the platinum sales. Because I'm so gifted. Yeah, I use a slang. I even shop Welcome to the Iowa Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Reese, author of the Iowa Beer Blog. This is episode four. And if you've been listening previously, you'll maybe recall we were talking about hopefully expanding uh, the podcast a little bit and evolving into um, somewhat of a roundtable format. We're going to give that a shot tonight. I do have a couple of guests, our topics. Uh, We're going to talk beer trading and perhaps black market uh, values of beer, those sorts of things. We'll get into that with, of course, I guess you can call him my uh, co-host at this point, Eric Baldwin, will join me here in just a moment. And also we have special guest, uh, guest Grant Gillian, uh, joining us on the podcast tonight. Uh, if uh, uh, you've been around any sort of bottle release or bottle share, you've likely shaken uh, Grant's hand. So uh, we're looking forward to some insight he may have on our topics. And uh, with that, we'll get right into it. Eric, how are you doing? Oh, good, Rick. Good, good, uh, good, to, good to be back on, man. Yourself? I'm, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, you've earned the co-host title this week. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. I'm not gonna lie. I know you don't throw the co-host around too much, so. <laughs> So like I'm pretty I've proud that. of that, man. I've heard that joke before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Grant. Grant, how are you? I'm doing great. Rick, Baldy, how are you two boys tonight? Grant, I'm awesome, man. Good to hear from you, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely. Always great to uh, talk to both of you guys. Appreciate you having me on with y'all tonight. Absolutely. Thanks for taking the time. Now, um, it's still somewhat of a new show or format. Typically, we get started with kind of a, a what, what are you drinking? What have you been drinking? What do you want to brag about? And uh, Brant being the, the new guy, we'll start with you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, Baldy touched on this, I think, last episode. Um, but really, you know, drinking my way through Decora in the Des Moines area um, right now, which is pretty great. We've gotten all the recent canned um Happy and releases and their uh, their new bombers as well, which I think have all been great. So uh, they've been getting a fair amount of my money lately. Um, and then you know they've had uh, we've seen Softig and Poor Reporter on at uh, El Bait Shop and then over at Hello Marjorie downtown as well. So um, we've been kind of getting uh, spoiled down here, not having to make that three and a half hour trek up to Decora. Yeah, I'm, so uh, I, I ran into you there at uh, Marjorie. We were there for the poor report, uh, poor reporter. Uh, I won't try to pronounce the coffee name, but it was good. <laughs> I think it was Costa Rican. I think I'm not sure. Uh, Ooh, I'm jealous. Yeah, something. It was good though. Yeah, it was delicious. Big you fan up, of that. Uh, so you heading, you heading up uh, Saturday? Uh, yes. Yep. We're, uh, just a couple of us. Not sure. It's between two and four people going up. We're not, <laughs> some people are on the fence right now. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to be driving up, doing a little bomb run. So taking off around the, the midnight time frame, and then just driving up to get in line and then head Ooh. back after the release. Be there at nine o'clock the night before. Uh, no, no, that, that's no, I'm, I'm not about that. I'm getting old now, Rick. I got oh, yeah. a kid on the way, man. I can't be doing that. Podcast on, though. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Eric, what, uh, anything for you? 
Uh, yeah, right now I'm having a pseudo. I feel like I'm boring. Uh, I'm having just the pseudo Sukan right now. And I feel like that's super boring. Um, TG time. But, uh, yeah, I, I do have this uh, 12-year Pappy Lot B next to me, oh, though. And I sure. uh, wanted to mention that last time. The Ice uh, Bourbon <laughs> Podcast. That, that's nice. Yeah, no, no, just... Uh, Baldy just wanted to casually in, drop that. Bring in another, uh, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully some bourbon aficionados out there is like, oh, man, beer kind of sucks. But, man, these guys drink bourbon, too. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to branch out and then... Maybe we'll get in. Uh, you know, we'll have the no the lo-fi rap crowd too, just for the intro. We're we're. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say, Rick. Though I kind of want to, if it's all right, I'm going to interject. Um, something I, I had drank recently, and I kind of want to talk about. Um, is so I went in on a um one of those prairie dogs barrels um from prairie artisan down in oklahoma so me and some buddies were kind of from all over the 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 country really just uh guys that have traded together a lot and whatnot so we all went in on a barrel together um so for those that don't know um prairie dogs is the membership program for prairie down in um, oklahoma and what they did is they offered up to their members for i think the price was like 36 or 3800 bucks so it's not cheap right yeah I think that's where it was. Yeah. So, you know, they said we have a, a stout and, and I'm I'm blanking on whether it was the bomb or the noir base. I'm not sure, but it was one of their stout bases. Um, they had, I believe, 30 rum barrels, 30 bourbon barrels, something like that um, available. And so people, you know, first come, first serve, you could buy and then you were able to add um, up to three adjuncts of your choice. So you got to really make your own prairie stout. So they gave you some, you know, things that they use, you know, they're always using, um, cinnamon, coffee, vanilla, chocolate, chilies, you know, those are things, pecans, those are things we see in a lot of their stouts, the adjuncts they usually use. Um, but some of them, you know, we, we saw a lot of maple being used, um, some strawberry, you know, people trying to do that, uh, rare scoop. Um, that cycle three sons club, you know, trying to get that going. So, um, my group, we did a, uh, it's kind of basically, it's a, if anybody picked up that bourbon paradise that went around, um, it's basically a clone of that. Um, but what we found is it drank just a little bit. Um, I popped one the other night, drank just a little bit, uh, more chocolatey. The, the coconut was, was subdued. It was there, which is great, but it was just super fudgy. Um, so we're really happy about that. And, you know, I just think, you know, I'll let you guys talk about this as well, obviously, but I, I think that was just a super cool thing for that brewery to do, um, you know, because they, they, they get a week. I was talking about this at the uh, at the Barntown release on Saturday with a couple guys. You know, they, they're they getting market research, so they see what their consumers want to put in the beer, you know, what what they're doing. They're, they're making it. They're making a lot of money right away, yeah, um, you know, right off of their, their guarantee and those being sold, um, you know. And, and they're getting exposure and, and they're getting marketing out of it. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't know if you guys had heard of that or want to talk about it at all, but I thought that was just a, a really cool thing out of them. Yeah, I have. And maybe we can even go further into that later because obviously those beers have value and that's our mm-hmm. topic tonight, you know, trade value and black market value. And when you have something that unique, what that was 60 bottles, does that sound fair per barrel or? Oh, no, it ended up being, yeah, no, we ended up because, so my group, I think we had 60 people and we each got six bottles. Okay, okay, so 360 then, right? Yep, 
Yeah, and so it could be bottles or kegs, just depending on how you wanted it. So, I mean, you have an insanely low number of special beers that, you know, are similar mm-hmm. to a product yeah. people are familiar with, and now you have people that want to match the sets and that kind of thing, right? Absolutely. So, you know, it's kind of kind of be difficult to uh, tick them all, but I've seen a few uh, posts here or there on on Facebook and whatnot, people doing, you know, 15 to 20 of them, yeah. you know, with a, a you know big group of people and doing that. And, you know, it is really fun. Even ones that, you know, use the same exact adjuncts. Um, you know, I, I know there's a lot of, you know, coffee, vanilla, maple. Those are three yeah, that sure, stick sure. out. Who wouldn't want that in a beer? You know, um, you know, some groups went as far as to source their own coffee. So I know there was a, like, I think some teen wrong um, is what they called. So it was some coffee out of St. Louis. Um, so they, the, the people from St. Louis bought the coffee, sent it down to to the guys at Prairie, and then uh, another Facebook group I know got with uh, Mostra out in California, um, and they, they that's the coffee used in a lot of the abnormal stouts um, in Three Sons. If you ever heard of Three Sons out of Florida, um, and then so, I think some bottle logic stuff as well. Wow. Um, so really high end, great great roaster, great source. Um, they're, they're great at sourcing the beans that they use there. So um, it was kind of cool to see different groups, you know, not even say, hey, we want to, you know, use these different adjuncts, but also we want to use these specific ones because, you know, we have the most trust in it. So, you know, it's open prairie's eyes, too, to some some different options for them in the future. That's Yeah, that's a lot more thought than I would have put into it, honestly. I just would have saw the menu probably and picked a three, three mm-hmm. and went with it, you know, and just been cool. Enough. That's That's what we did. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's an incredibly fascinating idea, though. Um, yeah, I find that really – I mean, you're basically giving somebody a chance to be their own chef of a beer. Um, that, that's really neat. I had no idea it was like that, Grant. I'm glad yeah. you said something. I'm, uh, that, that's really cool. Yeah, I uh, I haven't had that. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm still crushing through, man. My brother-in-law was here, uh, still crushing through the Chicago beers. I got some fresh zombie dust, and uh, there you go. Yeah, I think practically everything Cigar City brought. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, and uh, some uh, Hubbard's Cave, the fresh. Uh, I think it's four one or four seven. Uh, the Citra, uh, the fresh. So just kind of crushing through the hops, and then of course. Uh, got a fridge full of sticky juice too so i gotta, <laughs> gotta keep my uh, leader in the check-in the check-in category going. <laughs> so uh, yeah so we mentioned a little bit um that that is kind of the topic or topics and we kind of touched on uh, i thought it'd be a good topic too leading into the pulpit pulpit rock uh, release of fat joe up the brewery and um they did the collaboration with microphone the uh was it fruit loops right in the ip yeah uh, and then they have sticker shocks on barrel ages on tap only, no crawlers. And then was it the blueberry or blueberry or? or yeah. So um, I actually have the tap list in front of me. I'll just run it down real quick. If that works for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no problem. Um, so heavy lifter. Then they have that uh, that uh, collab with microphone. Rock the microphone. Um, Sly biscuits. They'll have Fat Joe on tap. Uh, barrel age pudgy, which is gonna be fun. That's the first time, uh, right? That, first time. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, then two of their, they, <laughs> they put these on at the sticker shock release. Um, they're calling them, you know, we, we've all heard the term by this time, uh, pastry stouts. So all everybody's left their adjuncts these days. They call these pastry sours. Um, so they were a little, uh, I'll say, I'll use the term heavier if that's okay. Sure. Um, yeah, mouthfeel oats. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a Berliner. 
Um, you know, it's not light like that. Um, so there looks like a mixed berry and then a, the blueberry they had on. And then of course they're up their pour over Porter, which is incredible. So, yeah, it's a nice list. And, you know, we kind of joked uh, and last week, we talked about, uh, the lines and those sorts of things and hype and, and whatnot. And, and Eric, uh, his iPad just died by the way. So let's get, keep going. It'll get back in. Um, <laughs> So, you know, and the, and the reason, I mean, obviously that Pulp Rock was a good start because they've had one barrel-aged beer release. Now, uh, Pudgy was, uh, it's just, you know, a porter, right? Um, and it's, a, it's a stout. Okay. Um, Sticker Shock. But just, just beer. yes, yep. Sticker Shock was first barrel-aged because they did um, the, the Pudgy release and then Rechancho as well. Yeah, okay, that's like the Mexican cake version. Mexican, yeah. yep, absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I see trade value, uh, I see, you know, secondary, um, for the sticker shock is what about 150 to 200 bucks a bottle, right? That's what, that's what I see. You know, I, I, I think that that's a good range. Um, if you're, if you're buying now, I'll say that's strictly on, you know, if you're purchasing, um, or if you know, you're involved in one of those, uh, razzle pages, um, that that's about the, the, the monetary value. Um, you know, one thing I'll, I'll talk about and I'll be, hopefully we can get Baldy back in here. Um, you know, one thing I, I definitely want to talk about with him, um, is, you know, and, and this is, you know, one man, my, my personal views, uh, but there's a difference between, uh, a monetary value of a beer and a trade value of a beer. Sure. Um, so, you know, it's, it's the whole, I could trade, you know, I could, trade this beer or I, I could sell, you know, this beer for 50 bucks, you know, and this beer is, you know, 300 bucks, but I probably couldn't, you know, trade six of the, the beer I could sell for 50 bucks for that one. That's not how it works. Right. You know, yeah, you, you take a lot of different things. If it's, uh, you know, if it's limits, if it's how many bottles are available, um, that kind of thing, you know, I don't factor travel, driving, all that kind of, you know, waiting in line, whatever that that's part of it. Right. Um, but you know, just, just the availability and, um, that, that, that kind of thing, I, th- I think, affects the value a lot. Um, and so, you know, that, that's just um, circling back around to, to Sticker Shock. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it, it's right in that that dollar value right there. Um, I think I've seen it personally. I think it's high as 180. I, I've heard other accounts around that 200 number, which is pretty incredible for the, the little brewery down the hill from from toppling Goliath. <laughs> right. I mean, and Eric, thanks for coming back. But we were just talking about Sticker Shock and its value, you know, in the ballpark of 150 to 200. Um, you know, and, and sorry, kind of cut out and missed a little bit. Of it, but um, you know, yeah, you hear me? yeah, you're back. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, you mentioned um, the line weight, the the distance, uh, also you know, obviously the availability. There's a small batch. Or what's there's two packs right this time and uh, 300 mm-hmm. so 600 bottles total that's a pretty low number that's lower than sticker shock right it is you know and i heard again these are rumblings and from a line at you know four in the morning from people who've been drinking all night so take it with a grain of salt but <laughs> um <laughs> so it sounds like three bottled um barrel aged stout releases for them this year um or i think it was including sticker shock so fat joe um, that was, or go back to, to sticker shock rather. So that was the biggest yield. Um, and then they did a couple barrels for fat Joe. And then I'm hearing only around one, maybe two for their last release, which I think they said was going to be that, uh, hazelnut Nutella beer. Wow. Um, okay. which, 
won't suck. Um, <laughs> now, let, let me, at all. Let me circle back just a minute, just to kind of you know, uh-huh. while we're talking values, we just had the Carpe Diem release, and and you know those beers did sell out. While you know some of us waited online, people were coming in after the fact and walking right in and getting two bottles. But I have seen those trade. I think uh, probably in the I don't know maybe thirty to fifty dollar range. Is that fair? Um. You know, I think in some cases, I'll, I'll, I remember last year um, I was a part of a, a beer razzle page, which I'm not a part of anymore. Um, I'm not quite sure why. I'm just not. Um, and, like, right at release, people were posting it on there because, you know, razzles are easier. You don't have to pay 90 bucks for a beer. You can pay $9 at a chance for a beer. So yeah. if you're okay with, you know, parting with just a little bit less money there, that that's definitely enticing, and it adds the, the gambling portion yeah. to it. <laughs> for sure. um, people like that thrill though you know oh absolutely it, it, it it's a completely different ball game um and i think you know I, I think i saw last year starting around that you know 90 bucks um right now i'm not 100 percent sure i think last year's release i don't believe they sold out right away as they did this year right. um and they definitely got sent to distro it sounds like this is not making it to distro right um which understandable. That's awesome. They were able to sell it out in one day. Like, congrats to Madhouse. That that is fantastic. I, I um, you know, they controlled they, that a little bit, though. I mean, they could have limited quantities if they really wanted to. You know, I think, I I think that was yeah, and good for them, right? You know, I mean, no. well, and and. And, and I appreciate what they did. You know, once they saw, they knew they'd have people in line. There were people in line for the Freedom Toast, which had never been bottled before, right. really only been tasted once, you know, maybe twice on draft before. Um, so, you know, that had a pretty dang good-sized line by the time it opened. Um, this was a proven beer that people love. I mean, it's a fantastic beer. Um, so they they knew more people would show up. And, you know, credit to them. It was supposed to be four per person. They said, you know, with what we have now, um, that's not going to work. So they, they knocked it down to the first, I think, 150 got, could get four, next 152, um, and then after that you could get one, um, which I think is fair because otherwise, you know, those people at the end of the line, oh, I could only get one. Well, if they didn't do that, you'd be getting none. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I I, I, I thought that was, you know, that that was great. They they assessed the situation. They gave enough notice. Um, you know, that had to have been a game time, you know, day of decision. So you can't fault them on, on that. Um, so I think they handled that really well. Yeah, I think I, I agree with you. Now, I've seen, the reason I ask, I've seen people trading it for, well, certainly dark, this uh, barrel age just dropped too. And, and mm-hmm. uh, people trade one for one there. And, and God, is that value that beer dropped <laughs> you know i mean mm-hmm. i remember a time that was pretty sought after but maybe it's just uh, you know availability but um yeah you know there there was the article i, I retweeted i know eric you mentioned it previously um and it kind of relates a little bit to pulpit rock it's uh, uh was it was it craftbeer.com eric mm-hmm. yep yep on the craftbeer.com uh, site and i think the premise of the article was you know both the pros and cons, I think, of uh, uh, black market values and trade values and things, and, and for small breweries, I think the brewery yeah, they used for an example was in, in Hawaii, so there wasn't a lot of uh, access to things, and the people that do go and purchase the beers do trade the beers for a higher value or anything back to the mainland, you know. So it creates like this mini economy. But um, do you see positives, negatives for a smaller brewery like Pulpit Rock with something that's generating? 
instant income, you know, the minute you, you know, you get in the door? For the consumer, yeah. I mean, you know, you buy a beer, it's worth triple, right? Yeah, I, you know, they kind of touched on that in the article, um, almost to the point that that, that kind of hurts the beer, um, and also can hurt a brewery too. get out the name. But um, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like people kind of have an idea of what that beer might be anyways, uh, pre-buying it for $200, $300. Um, and I even think in Pulpit Rock's case, um, you know, they last year they had the release of uh, uh, skipping my name here. Help me out, fellas. Um, well, anyways, it was one of the sticker shock. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think it was sticker shock, though. Gallagher. Uh, um, Hello, talk. Uh, yeah. Well, Peaches and cream. Know. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you could probably keep on going, too. Greg. <laughs> I think that's it. Though, nonetheless, though, I remember it going crazy on on my beer collectibles. I mean, people were just going nuts for it. And mm. uh, it, it it immediately popped off with that Insta Whale uh, hype, you know. And, uh, you know, I've always been curious what what sparks that, though, where, you know. Um, sure. You know, who's the person in Tennessee that reads on Beer Advocate? Hey, man, mm-hmm. these Iowa guys are really pumping up this beer. You know, um, it's kind of it's kind of funny how that uh, spread because it really did last year. Um, I remember Pulpit Rock. I I really wish I could remember. It was the vanilla one uh, with four vanilla oh, beans. Oh, pudgy then, pudgy. Pudgy, that's what it was. Yes. Yep. And and I kept thinking for some odd reason it was some it was had something to do with pudding. <laughs> um and then wasn't what rachancho wasn't that didn't that come from uh the pudgy base as well yep yep absolutely right and that was a more of like a a mexican cake or uh you know a hunak type variant i think i don't believe it had chilies in it mm, interesting uh but yeah for especially for pulpit rock but the, i i feel like that really kind of it didn't put them on the map by any means, but it really got some steam behind their engine. I really felt. I would, uh, I definitely agree with you. Um, Baldy, I, I think a lot of definitely outside of the, you know, I would say the driftless region up there in the um, Southwest Wisconsin and then throughout Iowa, we, we knew about pulpit. We knew, you know, at least most people know part of the story about, you know, Bob, you know, being a former brewer over at TG and then sure whatnot opening up and uh you know so yeah we, we we knew about it but they had never really packaged anything you know you can send the growlers and their their ipas and pails are, are outstanding um yep. they've done a great job with their sours as well but you know it's these days uh, the heavy hitters um you know outside a treehouse i guess <laughs> um you know are, are those adjunct stouts or or those uh you know those american wild ales those those are the ones that are you know going going crazy and have that that high value. So I think that's where it comes from. Right. Yeah, I mean, a- absolutely. You you don't have to sell right away, and and maybe we'll get a little further into that. Um, it, you know, my obviously, it's you know, you put anything out for sale, it's only worth what someone's willing to give you, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, Eric's got a valid question, like. I could throw carpe diem on a website for 150 bucks. That doesn't mean it's worth that, but I mean, sure. If you look at the trade forums and things and look at uh, what people are putting out, I guess that's your resource for value, right? I mean, is that what you, do you agree that 
Uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, I mean, it, it, when it when it comes down to what's going on here, which is the you know the selling and purchasing of beer at a higher rate, it's mm-hmm. at that point beer co- becomes a commodity. It doesn't matter, you know, what it is. It doesn't have to be beer. It could be baseball cards. It could be wine. It could, you know, it could be anything that's collectible. It could be stamp collection. Um, it just, it at that point, yeah, it just kind of expands like that. So I guess, I guess, uh, you know, it's interesting to me. I maybe I'm, I'm not as open to it. I'm not familiar with like all the websites, so I don't see as much of the, the trading going on. I mean, do you invest at all, Grant or Eric? Do you guys consider <laughs> beer as an investment? Um, you know, are you, you I go have, for it, buddy. I have, and I must admit, it's um, uh, yes, there have been times when I've looked at that. Now, let's also give credit to the fact that I, I guess, we're lucky enough to live in a state where we've been able to, yeah, um, uh, able to capitalize on such things. Um, y- y- there's not many breweries out in. United States or the world for that matter that can sit and say that they've had people sell their beer for over a thousand dollars cash, you know, Um, you know, and I, and I, and I, and I've always said though, you look at the bourbon secondary market, you look at the wine secondary, everything has that. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not the person that's going to sit there and throw the uh, beer secondary market I'm not going to throw them under the bus by or that by, under the bus. It is what it is. It's always going to be there, no matter what you. I mean, if you collect dice yep. and vacuums to someone, a dice, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. someone out there, it, it, it's got value. And so, um, I, you know, I kind of look back and I think about the the where we're at, kind of at this point. We've been lucky enough to sell. I've been lucky enough, I guess, to, you know, get rid of some TG beers. And um, don't get me wrong, I there have been times where th- the money's just been needed and I needed to take advantage of, of the situation, you know, of sure. being able to sell a $25 beer for $350 to $500, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, and at the same time, guys, I, I, I really don't I, – I, I can't. I, I didn't go buy my SR-71s thinking, holy crap, someday uh, Don't Drink Beer is going to blow this beer up, <laughs> and people are going to pay 1200 to $1,500 for this thing, you know? But at the same time, uh, you know, have I gotten a Kentucky brunch put in my hands before and me not be like, oh, you know, here's a bunch, you know, here's cash. I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you and lie to you and say that I haven't just to save face or something. You know, I, right. I feel, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone does that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there's people that put on Craigslist, Hey, uh, people come stand in line for me. I'll pay you to stand yep. in line. Yeah. I, uh, today, but... I'm, I mean, God, there at this point, guys, the beer secondary market, there's employment available now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, made, I, mean, I, see, I a joke I, today. Yeah, I was gonna put out uh, uh, a part-time job weekends. Right. Uh, in, indeed, indeed.com. You know, outdoor uh, <laughs> work. Uh, you know, standing long hours. Uh, <laughs> hey man, what's what's the local union gonna be? You know what I'm saying? Line standard. <laughs> you know. I think that's gonna be the uh, 
It's the I-B-R-E-W, the I-Brew. I think that's what we're going to have to call it. <laughs> yeah, right on. <laughs> well, the dues would be probably higher than their paycheck. So they... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, yeah, right on. So be the local 420 is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, Baldy, I, I 100% agree with, with what you just said about, you know, it's it's the, the secondary market is going to be there, like it or not. Um, we, you know, we've gotten to the point where, you know, like you said, th- things like in like wine, it has been this way for years. It just mm-hmm. happens that beer has now kind of entered that same kind of realm, not not near the the you know history of wine, but 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 it's getting there. Yeah. You know, and and I would say I haven't I have, I'm not saying I've been in this game the longest or a super long time or anything, but um, you know, I was looking today. I haven't been on Beer Advocate forever, and so I logged you know I logged on and said you know took a peek and I, I joined Beer Advocate. In, in January 2014, I think I probably started trading about a year before that um, through Reddit. Um, so probably been, you know, actively, um, you know, in that in the secondary and well, I guess mainly in the trading since let's call it, you know, early 2013. Um, and, and, you know, it, it's I, I'm looking back. And I was talking to somebody else about this the other day when when I first got into it, you know, my my beer collectibles or. Uh, my beer seller, those those selling sites, they were looked down on so terribly. You know, mm-hmm. selling was not a cool thing. You know, trading is the only way to go. Selling, you're just taking advantage of people, blah, 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 blah. You know, now I look at it five years later um, <laughs> and, and how how just it's it's been ingrained now, um, you know, yep. in, into the culture of beer. And like you said, it, it's like it, don't like it either, you know, no, no, no opinion on it. It's it's here. Um, you don't have to like it. I'm not going to judge anybody that buys or sells for whatever reason. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I have some caveats there, you know, I hope it's not like a gift, you know, or something like that, or, you know, as long as, you know, you go out, pay for it, you know, obtain the beer. However, that, that's just my personal view again. Um, right. but you know, it, it, it is a, once you get the beer, you know, no, if, if some, you know, if you're a part of a, you know, a mug club or, a, you know, a club, I'll, I'll take, a, I don't know, the, the side project one, absolutely, you know, and, you know, I, I don't know, I, I think if this has probably been pretty widely circulated at this point, but, you know, Corey started a, uh, you know, a club mainly for his friends, which is, you know, I'm sure they, they're the ones that helped put his brewery on the map, so he should definitely get, you know, they, they should definitely get their, their dues there, and then other people who have, you know, just supported the, both the seller and then, you know, into opening the brewery there. And, you know, his request was, guys, you can trade the bottles all you want. I trade bottles. It's great. You know, that that's that's part of, you know, the beer beer culture these days. Uh, don't sell these bottles. These are, you know, you're, you're paying for them. You're, you know, part of this club, but just don't sell them. And, you know, right away after it was announced what people were getting, Fuzzy Batch 3 is up for sale. And, uh, you know, he retaliated. You know, he, he I think he ended up emailing, um, asking people to send pictures of their bottles. Huh, wow. I'm sure you found out who it was pretty quick, too. I mean, it's got to be a small... Oh, yeah. I, uh, you know, something about that, though, uh, by all means, Corey's man. Um, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of, where trading is, is, is kind of at a standstill at this point, guys, because everybody wants to sell their bottle and then go buy it. You know, Mm -hmm. we're, we're at, we're at, because of the secondary values, money for money at this point is is where trading's at. Nobody wants to trade the bottles anymore because they know they yep. can sell it. And, um, you know, I almost 
where where does selling your bottle for four hundred dollars to go buy the other bottle that you really want for four hundred become not necessarily selling your bottle to buy another, but in all honesty, you just it's wanted bartering. to trade. Yeah. Yeah. You just wanted to trade, but nobody nobody wants to do everybody wants to get the cash out of it, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> it it's it's you know, Baldi, it's so funny. I, I can't count the times that you know i've seen somebody post a trade and by all means that's it's pretty dang fair you know i, I use the analogy mm -hmm. earlier you can have a 50 dollars beer you can't trade you know three of them for a three or six of them for a 300 dollars beer necessarily um you know but people in comments say you know hey hey this is probably fair usually you see it i think you see a lot more people trying to trade beer for bourbon which is you know has a weird tax on it if you will um yeah. <laughs> but the, well, that, that we won't get into that tonight um but, you know, it, it um, kind of lost my train of thought there. Sorry, guys. Okay. No, you, were, you were talking about you can't, I mean, you can't have a six-pack of $450 beers. I mean, right. know, people just don't see it that way. It's got to be a whale for whale, you know, or, mm -hmm. or an animal. But, yeah. And, you know, the, the and they go back to that comment. It's, you know, it's it's it basically says, you know, hey, you know, it's a fair trade, but you're better off just selling it and buying it. Because, you you know, Rick, you said it. That's what people want to do now. <laughs> you know, it, it's well, the buying and selling. It's Yeah, it makes sense, too. I mean, especially at a place like TG with Sassen coming up, you know, I mean, it's going to cost, what, $100? Is it, they're 50 each, right? 100 bucks for two? Yeah. Years? Yep. There's already people selling, you know, at least, I don't know if people are buying them, but they're putting them online at uh, what Beer Collectibles or Beer Seller for like 350 already. I mean, are they can, really putting them up? Yeah, yeah. Look at out there. There's an orange wax out there. Oh, <laughs> I'm pretty Florida. sure they're not supposed to do that. All oh, from well, Florida? Yeah, I mean, oh, go figure. Oh, yeah. Florida on, man. man. Yeah, right, right. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, if that's the the value, of them, uh, who wouldn't want to take? You know, I mean, you get to keep one. You get to make your money if you traveled, like Grant said earlier. I mean, you get yeah, day covered. Uh, even if you're not interested in making a profit, but breaking even, it's really easy to do if the secondary is a hundred plus, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. How, how many wives are probably like, hey, you need to sell that other bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how much uh, you get out of that? Yeah, you're selling that. You know, <laughs> it, I'll, I'll admit it. That I I did that recently. I uh, you know I knew this month I'm heading up for Fat Joe and I'm heading up for Assassin. I've you know I don't necessarily want to use my you know, our, our income for that. So I had a couple <laughs> bottles, um, paid for the bottles and then probably some gas to get up. So, you know, playing with house money at that point. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, man. Anyway, here's the here's thing too. I mean, you know, Eric, you mentioned some insane values on some of the beers and being fortunate to be near TG, one of the, you know, one of the best brews in the world in regards to you know, rankings and that sort of thing and demand. Right. I mean, hype and, um, yep. So at what point, I mean, do you just look at the beer and you're like, this will never taste like $900 to me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it, that's happening, but here's the problem is, but I remember one day, a batch two morning delight. I remember selling that thing within minutes of even getting it. And uh, the guy literally sent me an email and was like, hey, I re had a really good day on the stock market. I'm looking to buy more. I didn't have more, but. I mean, he was just flat up like, I'm here to buy everything. It, you, you, you just don't know anymore these days. I feel like you guys, cash gets thrown around so much these days, you know? Um, mm -hmm. You know, people don't really, I don't know, they don't really value it as much anymore, you know? So uh, people are just so quick. You know, somebody, 
somebody gets a somebody gets money really quickly and and it's burning a hole in their pocket, you know. And uh, gladly put it in yours, right? Uh, yeah, at that time. It, but I'll tell you, at that time, I remember being broke when that <laughs> when that happened, and you know, telling my wife like, "Oh my gosh, honey, like huge weight off my shoulders," you know, right now, because we all know how it goes. Growing up, you know, married couple, you know, what I'm saying raising mm-hmm. kids, you know how I go, so. Um, but yeah, I, I, I remember being very thankful for that at the time, but at the same time though, I remember I have coworkers that will sit and listen to me talk for a half hour lunch about selling beer. And I mean, these are guys mm-hmm. that are sitting that, that, I mean, they're gonna, they're gonna sit and have an old style and, and, and smoke an old gold, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, you know, and these, I mean, they're just fat. It's, it's, it's crazy to them. You blows know? their minds. It, it absolutely blows their minds. But, you know, I guess what I was trying to say, I feel like there's always just going to be some rich folks out there that are, they're going to just throw it around, whatever they got, you know. Um, uh, you know, I, there's always someone that's going to buy those. Maybe one or two people, um, you know, maybe the majority of people aren't going to pay at that price, but there's always going to be one or two people that buy for a high price. And uh, yep. it is what it is. Now, we talked a little bit, uh, or obviously, we're talking about barrel-aged stouts, stout, uh, you know, wild, wild, wild elves, things that have a long shelf life. But for the longest time, you could you could trade and, and sell TG. Hops. Oh now that man! You know, now that yeah. They're in San Diego, and they're in Washington and uh, Maryland, right? Is it Maryland? No, Massachusetts, Maryland's got mm-hmm. old beer laws. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much dried up, right? Oh yeah, I mean, I'll, you know, looking back, I could probably look through my first messages on on Beer Advocate, and I think my normal trade. And at the time, it was I had a lot of disposable income. I was living in a you know, cheap apartment and sure. was single, and you know, I was uh, I was either spending on Court Avenue or uh, or on good beers. So, um, you know, started you know spending on basically buying and then shipping beer. Uh, but my normal trade was was two bombers, a pseudo sue, green label, you know, OG label there. Um, for a four pack of heady topper. And I cannot tell you how many times I did that trade. Um, cause at that time that was, that was like the unicorn in the beer yep. world, yeah, you know, the, the attainable, the attainable unicorn, not, you know, um, yeah, Pliny and, was probably still out there, but yeah, it yep. seemed like Pliny was really hard to get. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, you can get it on tap, but they don't produce. So, I mean, it still sells out out in that market. Um, oh, no kidding. Huh? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's not. There are places probably bottle shops maybe you see it, but it doesn't really sit around much. The same could be yeah. said for Hetty, right? Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like it's gone down the wayside since the uh, you know, I, I would say especially since the opening of of Treehouse and Trillium, and yeah, and especially sure. their their yeah. expansion, um, both of their expansions, um, you know, people are still making that trip up to Waterbury and check out Pro Pig and. And you know, go to go to the Alchemist and check out their new facility. I think they opened that you know maybe two years ago now. Um, How many and, lines uh, do they have though? That's the real question. So you know, and I think the I'm kidding. that's a sarcastic. I'm sorry, Grant. That I oh I, yeah, that's kind. Uh, yeah, never mind, man. I, I, line, I oh sorry, I thought I, I I had beer lines in my mind. I that's now what I'm I was with talking you. about. 
That's I, what uh, I was talking beer lines. How no, no, sorry. Beer? I had like like pouring beers. Like oh, not standing you. in line. I was uh, yeah. the the lines the beer comes out of. Yeah. Um, what a so, joke, you man. Treehouse and Trillium. I mean, that's not. I mean, that New York, uh, the state of New York, they're looking at over 400 breweries now. The the city itself is exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're all these really little tiny, like or you know, like studio apartment sized breweries. Oh, uh, other half is like a closet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other half, uh, Aslan. Uh, I mean, every time I look on Instagram, I'm like, "What the hell is this?" You know, and they, they all look insane, and everybody's losing their minds over them. And, and I know trade values are uh, going up for those too. But uh, how do you deal with you know trading hops? I mean, obviously, it's a fragile product. You know, mm-hmm. I think you you almost have to it has to be right around the release day because you're you're assuming that they picked it up like that Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and, and you're absolutely right. And these days, thankfully, a lot of places are, are now um, printing either, you know, TGs on their, their new boxes or more more commonly on the, the bottom of the can, as we're seeing most hoppy beers, you know, go to, into into cans these days. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it has to be it has to be quick. It has to be, you know, I, I, I'm not a guy that says a, a hoppy beer is going to fall off after a week. You know, don't get me wrong. I, mm-hmm. I think there's there's plenty of hoppy beers that, you know, even hit their stride, you know, four weeks in the bottle, something yeah. like that. Um, I'd say a, a lot of these recent TG releases are fantastic, but a touch green. And I think once mm-hmm. they round out here um, in a couple weeks, you know, settle down just a bit. Um, I think they're going to be even more impressive. So, you know, you mentioned that IPAs used to be made that way. I mean, some of the older fashion West Coast style, they are made with that. You, I, that you guys, I I fully think I feel like Mike would completely agree with you guys. Uh, his his beer's bottle condition well. I, I and I think he he knows that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, people these days, it's all fresh, 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 which is which is great. And you know, absolutely, I, I won't get into. You know the the Clark's rants about ninety days, whatnot. I I don't know what the yeah. the correct answer. Nobody knows what the correct answer is. You yeah. know, it's uh, every, well, everybody's. What, I, I had uh, sticky juice straight out of the bright tank the other night, so I'm not drinking any other beer ever again. It's, uh, <laughs> well, and then four beers. Wait, you know, you and then on the other side of things. <laughs> on the other side of things, I was at a buddy's place the other night. Um, he has a, a pretty nice treehouse hookup. Um, he had a, a can of King Julius from like 2016, oh, still wow. chilling in the back of his fridge. Um, so we opened it. It wasn't great by any means, um, but but it still held up. It was a little maltier, obviously, uh, but it was been stored cold for the whole time. Um, you know, that was really interesting. That's obviously not the expression, you know, Nate wanted in that beer. Um, mm. You know, they, they want it to be, you know, generally drank as, as, as quickly as possible. But, you know, getting back around to the original like question. Glass, What's that? What it looked like in a glass. I'm curious. To, uh, well, let me see. Because King uh, Julius is pretty cloudy. You know, it is. And let me, I'm going to go back through my untapped. I'm almost positive to take a picture. Oh. This is so um, but uh, I, from what I remember, I mean, Julius and then, you know, their its iterations are a little bit darker of an orange. You know, sometimes you think of a, a lighter yellow um, for a uh, for a New England IPA, you know, more golden color. Um, I think Julius even, you know, does lend itself more to a, a darker orange color. And it, it that, that just kind of um, it, it, it definitely settled out. It wasn't quite as cloudy. Um, I, I'd call it more murky than anything. 
Um, you know, mo most any you know proteins or whatever that were in suspension fell out. Um, yeah, I, I didn't take a picture of it. Doesn't look like, but uh, that, that, that's what I remember from it. But um, not that you could see it anyways. We're on a phone call right now. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Send it through the we're phone, in this, man. We're in the studio, in my my cellar. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Secret <laughs> layer. Yeah. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so just to kind of real quick circle back around on that. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're doing hops, you should do it as quickly as possible because, you know, then they get to you, you know, if you if somebody can ship them cold, that's awesome. You know, if yeah. they're not as to you quick, that's great. Um, but then, you know, once they're in your hands, you can store them correctly. You know, they're not sitting, you know, inside somebody's entryway or, you know, on a shelf somewhere. You can get them cold right away and make sure they, you know, you're, you're protecting them that way. Um, you know, I had a I had a guy, you know, back he used to. Well, he actually just moved out to California, but he was he lived in Rhode Island, but made it over to Trillium and Treehouse a lot. And I remember he uh, back for my bachelor party back in 2015. He sent me Julius. This was before you know they they were still putting the stickers on the cans for him. Um, and he sent me um, I, I think he sent me like 16, um, but he put them in a styrofoam cooler with with ice packs and then put that in a box and then shipped them to me i mean it was a four it was a four days and they got to me you know ready to drink perfect let's go um and th that was pretty cool that's the only time i've had anybody do that but that was uh that was a pretty cool experience see so, so, so through tg i, I assume you trade in probably top and goliath beers yeah warfare. yeah absolutely and, and Eric, you've had friends at Belgium for a while, right? Yeah, I uh, traded back and forth for uh, some Cantillon beers and Drifontenen beers. Yeah, uh, Lambic for stouts and stuff like that. Um, that was pretty. That was pretty fun. Kind of an expensive uh, trade partner. Uh, you know, it's a hundred bucks. It's a hundred. It's a hundred bucks minimum to send a bottle of, or twelve. Um, temperature is a huge thing, though, you guys, especially with IPAs. Um, mm -hmm. I know during the middle of summer, you really want to avoid that as much as possible. But you know Absolutely. what? At the end, at the end of the day, there. If you want a beer, you, you, it doesn't really matter what time of the year it is. You're, you're gonna you're gonna have it sent to you. You know. Yep. Yep, you're gonna be waiting, you know, grab it off the truck, make sure it's not an icicle in the middle of winter yeah, and Exactly, Bob. Exactly. Get, and get it know, out of the you, back of the truck and <laughs> Right. And and I feel like brewers kind of are like, ooh, ooh, you know, that the integrity of our beer, you know. Um and, and I really if I could speak to them, I would tell them not to worry about that. Um, you know, people know, people understand that they've got a beer sent to them. You know, if it's not as great as what they thought I you know, I've traded some set for some Santa Adarius beers before, and they were really good wild ales. I remember mm -hmm. trading. I remember trading one to one uh, Kentucky Brunch Silver Wax. I'm not the latest one, but the or, or the previous Silver Wax one to one with Wesley, which was their um, mm -hmm. double double peach saison. I guess is what you would call it, or you know, an imp imperial whatever. But nonetheless, though. Um, I, I, I remember being like, oh, you know, that wasn't as great as I thought it would be. <laughs> and not once was I ever like, mm, I think I'll stay away from Santa Adarius. That, it wasn't sure. the case. It was it chalked it up to, okay, that just wasn't as good. And at the same time, I also knew that, you know, that that thing had driven on a truck from California all the way to yeah. Iowa, you know. Airplane, you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, uh. Baldy, I have a question for you. Absolutely, um, brother. 
Give me a give me a story. I'm sure you have it. We all do. Because um, I have one I want to share as well, and then one for a buddy also. Um, have you ever had a trader's remorse? So you know you traded a beer, and it wasn't necessarily you know the the beer that you got in return wasn't as good. You know, like your Wesley story, but uh-huh. all of a sudden you traded something, then that beer shot up in value, and you're like, damn, I could have gotten a different level of beer for that. Yes, absolutely. That happened with Gold Wax Assassin with me. Um, as uh, I I was fortunate enough to get like about six to eight Gold Wax Assassins throughout town that mm-hmm. morning. And at the time, I was giving them away for one or two beers. Um, it, even like Santa Dairy's beers, I was getting one or two of their beers. Um, and looking back now, uh, within if I would have waited just seven, eight months, Grant, um, mm-hmm. That beer exploded. And and another one that I really look back on that I really kick myself for is SR-71. Same, um, bro. I had no idea. But at the same time, we had no idea that DDB was going to blow that beer up. And yeah. every person in America needed that beer immediately, you know? Damn um, it, we Alex had no kid. idea. And even looking back, when I when I had SR-71, it's not like I was like, well, there it was, folks. Shut down yep. the year. I'm done. You know? Yep. <laughs> um, um, it, it wasn't. It, it was it was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not downplaying it. But at the end, it wasn't the last beer I was ever going to drink, you know? So mm-hmm. even See, to me, funny. I was kind of, Yeah, that's kind of, that was my question. Greg kind of asked it. But so when you do trade a beer like that, do you think, well, you know, I have 20 bucks in this or do you think this is worth x amount of dollars you know secondary sure i you know it, it it's it's very situational mm-hmm. um you know obviously but you know it, it it comes down to just different trains of thoughts on you know your you know by you and your trading partners um you know on how you want to go about it. it it's some people like to just go straight to that secondary value and say well you know the beer i have normally sells her you know, X amount, um, your beer also usually sells for the X amount. That should be fair, you know, um, that kind of thing. Or it could be, you know, that was a pretty limited release, 1,200 bottles. You could get four. Mine was also 1,200 bottles. You could get four. There's a $5 price difference, you know, that's even, you know, that that, that kind of thing. And it's uh, it only gets harder when you, you know, start trading for those you know, not 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 the ghost whales, not the you know the complete ghost whales, but those you know those those difficult to find you know white whales, um, you know their personal ones or just you know there's very few left, because um, then you get an emotional attachment and yeah. you know <laughs> all that kind of thing. And you yeah. know I, I made I made I'll say I, I won't say either of these was a mistake because that would be you know incorrect, but you know my my two blunders and they're not, they're not blunders, but looking back. You know, I, I uh, got, you know, I, I got several, you know, gold assassin that morning as well, Baldy. And uh, I uh, almost right away traded two of them for uh, for a VSB, uh, oh. new, new Glarus, very sour blackberries. Oh, absolutely. So, so that was a beer I'd never had. I knew it was just super crazy hard to get. Oh. Um, you know, assassin Anybody's- really had only been... Well- super available you know the red wax that people didn't necessarily know about assassin yet you know yep. yellow wax people started knowing gold wax okay do they you know it's only the second real you know iteration that's gotten out to the public um you know hey if i can get a vsb i'm going to take that yeah. um you know which is great because i got to experience vsb that was sweet you know then come around to sr71 time and i was lucky enough to get i think three or four of them and 
my dumbass again right away trades two SR seventy ones for a VSB again. Because <laughs> I wanted to revisit it. Oh man. Some dude right back. now in Wisconsin scrambling uh, like VSB. I know. Where is mine? <laughs> yeah. I actually think I actually think it was a guy in Texas. I actually know who it is. Um, oh, it, was, right it, was, it was a guy in Texas with the VSB. Um, so telling uh, he's on a podcast somewhere telling the greatest trade story ever. The funny <laughs> thing is, actually, you know, th- and this happened, you know, right around whatever that release was. I forget when that release was. Um, twenty fifteen, maybe. Does that uh, sound right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it has to be twenty fifteen, bud. Yeah. Um, Actually, that might have been 2014, as a matter of fact. Well, so 2014 Gold Wax would have gone around in August. So would it have been between August and December of that year? It had to have been, Grant, because, yeah, 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 I remember going and golfing that that same morning just like I was floating, man. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, dude, Mm -hmm. it's got six to eight Gold Waxes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure, for sure. yeah, so so what you know whatever it was there, and so um, it was a number of years ago, and this was probably about six months ago. People, I think this kind of similar question came up. You know, what's the most lopsided trade, whether you knew it or not at the time? Um, and you know, this guy um, had mentioned that, and so I'm like, holy shit, that's the guy that I traded those two. And so I commented, and I was like, you know, oh, I wonder who the idiot was that did that. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't get any value out of them. I drank both of them within two weeks. Geeks with buddies. <laughs> hey, man, that's value enough, in my opinion. Absolutely. When it comes down to it, we both got the beers we wanted. We both got to yep. enjoy those beers. So, like, to hear him say that, like, again, he could have done whatever the hell he wanted. If you sold them both for 1500 bucks, made three grand off my, you know, trade, whatever, you know. Yeah. That, that's his prerogative. That's that's awesome. Yeah. BSP <laughs> was he got to enjoy him. That that beer was going for four or four fifty back in the day, bud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was going to turn around six that, now. Man. Oh, is it really? Wow. Well, mm-hmm. there's probably hardly any left at this. Oh, absolutely. This point. Yeah. You know what's well, one beer that I've never really I've had for a long time. Sorry, I'll be sure here, but uh, two thousand nine okay. two thousand nine Black Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, which is the very first one, and I have I still have a couple of those. Who knows That's an where old that? Well, yeah, you, and you know what? It's never increased in value ever. Nope. It has but, decent value, but you're right. It's not like it's skyrocketing. No, it hasn't. No, but there can't be many of those left either. So, yeah, one day we'll uh, pop one of those. It'll be interesting. There we go. What if it's like the greatest thing ever? It might be. I've heard great stuff. (laughs) Yeah, right on. All right, right, Rick, I know you're trying to kick us off here, man. No, no, no. We got got a few more minutes. I mean, I only have so much free time on SoundCloud, so. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah. Come on, folks. Listen up. Yeah, and uh, I just kind of wanted to, you know, if somebody is going up to Decorah here maybe twice this month, you know, what (laughs) – What's happening out there? Like, what would be? I know Jay Wakefield's probably. Is that the hottest thing? Is that fair? Anything made by Wakefield? Um, as far as like you know, crazy yeah, you know yeah, things going on. Yeah, I mean, so Wakefest Wakefest just happened, um, which is I think it was second or third annual now. Um, big event for um, just their you know their their event like a Huna or a Dark Lord or a Darkness Day kind of thing. Um, for those that don't know. Uh, it was lad two weeks ago. Okay. Who? Um, 
No, uh, Wakefest. Oh, Wakefest, yep. Yeah. Wakefest. Yeah, and they released... So, right? Yep, yep. Who is this weekend? And, um, and yeah, Wakefest, they released, I don't know, a, a stupid amount of bottles. They had so I think at least like a dozen bottles released during the fest festival um you know some of which are you know those those pastry stouts we talked about earlier it's a lot of maple um mm-hmm. bourbon barrels and rum barrels and coconut and vanilla and well, coffee and different kinds of coffee you know yeah absolutely you know um a- everything they threw the kitchen sink in most of those beers so um <laughs> yeah those are those are super hot right now they have they have one called i think it's bake kujir which translates into ghost whale you know he only releases like 10 or 15 bottles i just saw one sell for like it, it, they just sell for like 13 1400 bucks like you know a handful of people have tried the beer it's it's you know it's built on hype and and i've heard they're great you know they're 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 high bv stouts i think they're all pretty much around that 18 19 percent um Ooh. so really sweet as all get out yeah i mean they're, they're up in that brewery range for sure yeah um, so yeah, th- those are going crazy. Um, you know, b- big hitters. The uh, the stouts released from uh, from Voodoo. Um, they do a lot of really fun stuff. Their barrel room collection. Um, yeah, the man bear pig was a. Yeah, mm-hmm. That thing was an insta whale for a while. You know, and this week with Tampa Bear Tampa Bay Beer Week, um, you know, there's. The unfortunate infection issue with with cycles beers, so they're not releasing any of the weekday, you know, beers this week. But you know, I think that's just making the lines longer, um, you know, over probably at Angry Chair and uh, and over at, at uh, Cigar City. I know, you know, Angry Chair is doing their different barrel aged. I think uh, they released Rocky Road today or yesterday, and um, barrel aged uh, Imperial German co- chocolate cupcakes out, which I haven't had the barrel aged version. Heard the first batch is incredible. Um, I've had the regular and I've had the Imperial. Um, which are both great beers. Um, so that's really cool. But yeah, th- th- those are really, you know, big ones. A lot of people are starting to get into Lambic. And I know Baldi's really b- big into, into Lambic as well. So you're seeing a lot of those, you know, Cantillon and Dree trades for, for big stouts kind of thing. And you can almost get a little discount if you're willing to bite the bullet and pay for that shipping overseas. Um, yeah, absolutely, it's, it, Grant. It's, you know, pe- people, you know, they, they don't have it. It's not even possible to get it over there. Um, a lot of our releases, whereas we have Shelton Brothers bring in, you know, some um, Lambic in. Young so. to the whole city of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't say it was a lot. I just said that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more than nothing. Yeah, no. Which is cra- crazy because they want our American styles and we want their Belgian Lambic, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like we both gotten tired of our respective juggernaut styles. Yes, exactly. That's a great way to put it, Grant. Well, it always, uh, you know, and then it'll cycle back. It'll be the uh, the uh, really rare, hard to find pilsner. And you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the I love the non-ironic pilsner drinking we get a lot of now. You know, it's the people that are. I don't know if they're just you know just really really love pilsners or trying to be like screw you hazy ipa people i'm gonna drink a pilsner and tell you i love it whether i super love it or not uh, yeah. um the, <laughs> you the, the, the pilsner alex, junkies are great alex, yeah <laughs> you mentioned how i don't know if you heard him on the good beer uh the good beer hunting podcast but he talked about like the whole like evolution of your craft beer life where you start out you're new to everything everything's great and this is great and then then you start getting kind of bored and then you move your way out to wales and by the time you like get that you know that super dark lord with you know the most insane beer you can think of, like the next step is just back to the square one, you know. Yeah, man. I'll go for a pilsner. 
it's a circle of life, dude. It really is, yeah. man. It really is. Yeah, yeah. You just go. You, you get to the end, and you're like, it'll never get better than this. So I'll just go back to where I started. <laughs> but at the end of the day, though, too, you're you're. It's it's beer drinking. You know, it's drinking mm-hmm. beer, guys, and pills. Those you know, loggers. Those those are still beers. And oh my gosh, yeah. You know, and those are still beers that were luckily, luckily, we don't have to in the craft beer world, don't have to resort to going back to drinking the stones or the bush light or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. Not hating on that by any means, but, you know, uh, uh, mama's little yellow pills, man, that we get in in town every once in a while when we get some fresh ones. And even the Pivo from Firestone, you guys. Oh, Pivo's money. Yeah, man. Yeah, totally agree, bro. And, you know, and, and for. Me, you know, I don't even have to go craft. My my lawnmower beer is Miller High Life, and I'm not afraid to tell anybody that. <laughs> oh, no, the only one after mowing the lawn is a cold Miller High Life. That's yeah, awesome, dude. Sure. It's it's my favorite uh, North American adjunct. Or it's, it's, but, yeah. <laughs> l- listen to you, Cicerone Level 5, dude. You got to yeah. call it a North American adjunct, dude. BJCP <laughs> judge over here. Yeah, no shit, around. man. Jesus, it's champagne of beers, bro. <laughs> I, I have the champagne bottle, bud. I picked yeah. it up. Oh, yeah, I dude. I'm afraid to open it. It's my, uh, it's my <laughs> Miller Light Whale. I, uh, I saw, I saw Off Color is uh, doing that Eek again, which was, uh, uh, it was a collab with High Life yeah. um, using <laughs> champagne yeast for the beer. Um, really? Yeah, so yeah, they released it last year, year before, and then they have another batch going right now, it sounds like. So, um, did Pete they made Coors it. autograph that shit too, bud? No, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> did they send like some lackey from the gigantic brewery? Like some. Oh, they did. No, they did. They, if you search back to when they were doing it, somebody was there to do the collab with them at Off Color. <laughs> they, they just sprinkle in a little bit of the, maybe some hops. What are these? Yeah, right. <laughs> they're, they're probably so unfamiliar with the ingredients. They're like, where's the rice and the chemicals? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think we're we're uh, we're running up against it. It was a good conversation, and uh, I'd like to continue it here, maybe in the future, uh, if you guys mm-hmm. are both uh, open to that. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it worked out. I, I kind of like the roundtable aspect of it. I know sometimes with Skype, you're dependent. That's what we use, by the way, that you're dependent a little bit on the um, uh, Internet access and things. And I think I have it pretty good here, but there may be some blips and that sort of stuff there. So I apologize for that. <laughs> uh, I put in a thing for Spotify, so hopefully uh, we'll get approved. Don't see any reason why we won't, but that'll be another uh, podcast service provider that uh, you can find the Iowa Beer Pod. and. Um, you know, hopefully people continue to listen and, and then we can continue to have beers over the phone and have these conversations in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, uh, Baldy, I want to give you a chance to, uh, to swing, if you know what I mean. Um, if it's all right with you, Rick, you know, last question for the pod, what was, uh, what's a beer that you traded for that you're so happy you traded for it? It tasted great. It lived up to your expectations. You know, you wish you could drink for the rest of your life. What's that? What's that beer that, that you traded for that you were super happy about? Hmm, bud, mm, that's a heck of a question. You know, <laughs> at, at this moment, bud, I cannot name a specific one, but I will tell you a beer that I traded for that blew me away um, that I had no expectations for. And it was an aged uh, or it was a variant of Dark Lord, um, not last year or the year or the year before, but it was after that. And it was a cognac barrel aged 
um, with coffee. I do believe. Mm-hmm. I, I, yep. I, I do believe. And uh, I remember, and even my friends Alex and Derek, they they drank that too. Um, as a matter of fact, I think we drank it on an Iowa Iowa State game. I could not believe how great that beer was, though. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not even a Dark Lord fan, Grant. Um, you know, what a great question, though, bud. And I'm honestly going to answer that. I'm going to sit and think about that now. You've caught me on. You caught me <laughs> off guard at this point. I really can't think of a specific one. Um, I know there is, and, and my, my go-to answer would be a Lambic, bud. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, oh, for sure. you know, Zenny, E. Fonterra, you know, but, it, you know, I want to be a little bit more creative than that, bro. So, uh, you know, now, we, now Rick has to have us both back on, dude. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we are leaving this, we're, we're leaving this pod with an open-ended, you know, we have set up a sequel. I, yeah, I that, like, yeah, it's like cereal. That's kind of what I was going for. You always got to get your foot in the door there, you know, get that segue in. So I'm glad you uh, picked up on that. Yeah, right. (laughs) I I like you, Grant. I like you, brother. We'll definitely uh, we'll do this again. We'll do it again real soon. Uh, I appreciate both of you taking the time as always, and and thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely.